This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by Klein's Jewelry. My bookie and Sky Wonder Pyrotechnics. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome in to another edition of Moneyline Week Dose. Houston's biggest, baddest fantasy football and gambling show. I'm in studio with no none other than you can find his work at Jordan PFX on Twitter. Josh Jordan. Hey Jerry, what's going on, man? You ready for some more football? I'm ready for football. Week one's behind us, and we got to see a little bit of what we want to see. Some real football, some real stats, and I kind of like where my teams are. Oh man, I'm totally with you. I got hit a little bit with the injury bug week one, which we'll get into a little later. But overall, I like the look of my teams, and it was a pretty good week. For a week one, there were a lot of points scored. Behind the glass, you could find them on the ones and twos every Sunday, bringing you jams from 10 to noon, leading you to kickoff. Cam! What's up, fellas? Yo, I went out last night with this bad little Latina. Tonight, I'm chopping up football with my boys. Living life, man. Life is good. Life is good. No doubt about it. I'm I'm ready to get into some of the action. I'm ready to get into some things that I, I saw in week one and maybe how they'll play into week two. Is is there any takeaway that you have that comes right to the front of your mind, Jerry, from week one? Anything that just stands out? Well, I try not to overreact to anything specifically. So I try not to put too much into it, but opportunities there and things like, Connor and Pittsburgh obviously stick out from week one. Oh, no doubt about it. We talked about if we were going to play him in DFS last week, and you made the comment like, man, he's got to go for like 102 touchdowns to be worth it. And he did. And he sure did. <laughs> yeah. If you want to get in and tweet us during the show at any time, at Moneyline975, or if you want to uh, call us at the HRMP listener line, 713-780-ESPN. Yeah, definitely get in. We'll get to your fantasy questions. You can tweet at us. Definitely want to get in on this action today because there's a lot of stuff we have to to get into, like the tight ends that are dying on us at a rapid pace. Delaney Walker, gone. It looks like Greg Olson's going to be gone for at least a, a month, a month and a half. So the Eric Ebrons of the world, which is... You know, we'll lead into some of the stuff we got right from last week. Well, Eric Ebron was one of those guys that we told you was a good flyer last week, and he came through. You might have to roll with him as your starter now if you are you know, a Delaney Walker owner or an Olsen owner. Yeah, and it hurts to see. Whenever you draft tight ends, there's tiers, right? So you have, obviously, the top tier with uh, Kelsey, the Gronks, and the Ertz. But then once it drops there, you always had old reliables, the the Olsons of the world, the Delaney Walkers of the world. And in one week, we lost both of them. That entire tier is gone, except for Jimmy Graham. And he didn't do hardly anything in, in week one. And it makes you scratch your head for those ones that 
reached out for that second tier of tight ends in those middle rounds when you had no business doing that, knowing that you can get a tight end later in the round that, in, in the draft that can particularly do the same thing. So, No doubt. It, it's the guys like that are reliable. Like you were saying, you know that Olsen's going to get targets from Cam. And you know Walker was really good last year. So it's, it's just unfortunate. But, man, it's football. Guys get hurt. It's really unfortunate when it happens week one because you think your team's all laid out and you're set for, you know, a little bit of a few weeks run and, and you're cool. And then, you know, in the blink of an eye, you're out starting Jack Doyle <laughs> going forward. I mean, that's that's just the way it works. So we're going to try and help you guys with some of that. Luckily, George Kittle kind of broke out and had a good week one game. He was one of those guys that kind of fell because of that injury in the preseason. So he's somebody you might want to look at uh, in daily as well. Yeah, because say you had Delaney Walker, what do you lose? You're losing a tight end that had over 100 targets for four years straight, over 800 yards for four years straight, seven touchdowns, six touchdowns. That's who he is. And now you have to replace that. George Kittle is the perfect, perfect candidate for that. I don't know if it has so much with Marquise Goodwin being out uh, for most of that game, but that's something to look forward to this uh, week. No doubt. And Goodwin looks like he's going to be out again. So maybe it's it's Kittle time again for those guys. And, you know, the, the reason why a lot of people drafted those middle-round tight ends like Walker and Olsen is – you don't have to play the guessing game every week with with your tight end position. You know, you, if those guys are healthy, you start them every week and you don't think about it. Now, every week, you know, if Doyle doesn't have a good game this week, then you're going to be looking for another guy. And if Ebron doesn't repeat last week, you're going to, you know what I mean? You're going to, you're going to be streaming. And you, when you spend a, a mid round pick on a tight end, you hope you're not streaming for tight ends in week two going on for the rest of the season. But hey, guys get hurt. I said it before, and something. You just have to roll with it. You know, other guys are going to lose players, too. You know, the Aaron Rodgers scare, we'll get into that a little bit. It looks like he's going to go today. So that's good news if you own Aaron Rodgers because <laughs> I'd already lost Delaney Walker. And then when I saw Aaron Rodgers go down on Sunday night, you know, I had hit, you know, Rodgers and Walker on the same team. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Season's over. Yeah, and I have Devontae Adams, and you know he's not going to be – what he can be without Aaron Rodgers. So we'll get into some of those things about what we got right and what we got wrong. Speaking of Rodgers, we know that he went off on, I guess we could call it one leg. Yeah. Who are some other fantasy performers from week one that you can say were fantasy cash? Man, there was, there was quite a few of them. You got to say Michael Thomas, right? Like he was unbelievable. Yeah, he was. He had those 16 receptions for 180 yards um, and a touchdown, which was 38 points. It's crazy, though, that in the same game, you could have stacked that game and had Fitzpatrick, Michael Thomas, uh, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Alvin Kamara, you know what I mean? And those were the guys that took down the DFS million maker last week. Those were the guys that took me down because in two leagues, (laughs) I faced Connor and Alvin Kamara at the same time. And both those guys got about 62, 63 points total yeah it was a disaster (laughs) it was I was one of those guys I had Connor and Kamara on the same team going in week one so I won that week (laughs) so I'm happy about that and the interesting thing about Kamara is he did it on eight rushes only nine receptions but that's 17 touches to have 43 fantasy points. That's crazy. It is. Man, he is catching the ball a ton. And what it also tells me is I'm really excited when Mark Ingram comes back because I have a team where I have both guys. 
and I'm totally cool with starting Ingram and Kamara the same week. I, they they are used differently. You saw that with Kamara. He didn't rush the ball 17 times last week. And last season, we saw them when they both played, and they both got theirs many times. With Ingram, also would surpass the 20 point mark. And if you can have that week in week out, that's exactly what you're looking for. No doubt about it, Josh. And to your point, I mean, it, it's when you have both of them, you can look at it. Oh, Mark, you know, Alvin Kamara's 25 points are going to drop to 15. But if those 10 points are going to Mark Ingram, you're still getting the same 25 points. And you're not having to worry about plugging in somebody else. You have Mark Ingram. So it, at first it looks kind of scary, but then you're like, but the points are still coming to me. So what's the big deal? Exactly. And I think, you know, Michael Thomas may not do quite what he did in week one going forward when Ingram comes back, you know, and they're not going to be playing catch up as much. That was a, a weird game script for the Saints. They got down so big and Brees just had to just, you know, keep throwing and throwing and throwing. We talked about fantasy cash, Jerry. I got Michael Thomas from week one. Who do you have for us? Who was fantasy cash for you in week one? I hate to be so cliche about it, but Ryan Fitzmagic was <laughs> was on another level. And what he was doing on those drives, I think he completed seven of eight long passes. That's passes of 20-plus yards. I mean, to be just bombing it out there. And it threw that whole script off. 417 yards and four touchdowns. And he was less than, I think, 7% owned in uh, DFS. Man, that just felt like I couldn't trust him. And then he came out and lit the world on fire. And I guess we should have maybe seen that coming a little better, at least speaking for myself. Because we saw him quite a bit in Houston. And when when he's prepared and has a lot of time, like a week one game where you have all offseason to prepare for an opponent, he's He's not terrible. You know, he's pretty good. He'll have one of these games every one or, or like, let's say every two or three years, he'll have one of those four touchdown games. But what we should have known is because we talked about this specific thing a few weeks ago when it said, okay, if one quarterback's supposed to go off, doesn't that mean the game script tells you that the other one will be chasing? Now, on this particular situation, he wasn't chasing, but we knew that the Saints had a 30-point team total going into last week. So we knew that they were supposed to score, right? So why didn't we do what we spoke of? And 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 I'm a victim of this also because I didn't go with what I know, and what I knew was that the Saints were supposed to score. If I would have just followed the suit of what we spoke about two weeks ago, then I would have obviously filled in Fitzpatrick somewhere in one of his pass catchers. You could have had Mike Evans or Deshaun Jackson and been just fine. Man, that, that's a really good point because we did talk about that as a strategy for DFS, and it applies for everything, really. You know, if you see that you expect Breeze is going to have a big game, then you need to think also that Fitzpatrick's probably going to have a pretty good game too. So we're, that's not going to get past us this week. We're going to keep that in mind with some of these plays. And that also brings me to... We talked about fantasy cash. What about fantasy trash from week one? I, I know somebody for me was somebody that I was excited about, and that was Jamal Williams. He really let me down in week one. He was somebody I really pushed last week. Um, if I am going to have one excuse for myself, I will say the game script was completely just you know turned upside down when Aaron Rodgers went down. The Bears went crazy on defense, and the Packers got down so bad that they couldn't really run the ball they wanted to. They had to throw to get back into the game. So that was something where I was, I was disappointed with Jamal Williams. And, you know, he's got the Vikings this week, which is a terrible matchup. I don't love him this week. And then Jones comes back next week off a, a suspension. So I was hoping that he'd really kind of build some confidence from the coaches with the Packers and Jamal Williams would for sure be the guy. And he would prove that in these first couple games with Aaron Jones uh, having to sit out with the suspension. But 
that that doesn't look like that's the case, man. It it looks like Aaron Jones could come in and tear it up in week three and take the job away from him. Yeah, and this was his moment to put his impact. The one thing that I do take away from that was he he was really big in the pass blocking, especially yeah. with Rodgers not being able to move around. And that's something that when you can do that, you can gain your trust of your uh, quarterback without even having to specifically catch it. And that that's something that you have to look forward to uh, this week, especially with uh, the blitz coming from the uh, Vikings. It, it is, you know, but it worries me that he's going to be sitting in there pass blocking and not out running routes or, you know what I mean? That, that concerns me a little bit. I think you're right with the trust, but with the fantasy production, that scares me a little bit. Yeah, and something that broke as far as big news in the last 24 hours and something that breaks my heart. This is the second time my heart's been broken, Josh, so this song that you hear plays perfect. First, it was Jarek McKinnon. I traded away my fantasy life, my fantasy equity, everything that I owned for you, and you did this. And I said, that's all right. We're going back to the future. Gordon, you're the man. Let's do this. I went out and drafted him over the Landry's of the world. Stuck my head out for you. And you did this to me. We'll be back. It's Money Line. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Got them bottles on replay Trying to break a record like a DJ That's 150 bottles in one night I get it Act right Act right Act right When it don't fold Is it act right Act right Act right We're playing games Get that act right Going, going Back, back To the base You're listening to Moneyline On ESPN 97.5 And on ESPN 97.5.com Presented by Skywonder Pyrotechnics Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan Welcome back to Moneyline Want to give a quick shout out to our proud sponsors over at Klein's Jewelry They've been around since 1969 Klein, he customized... specializes in custom jewelry of all types. Watch, jewelry pour, everything manufactured in store. Original custom rings that no one else has. Bring him your old jewelry. Anything you have in that old jewelry drawer that you say, hey, let me make something out of this. Bring it to him. He'll make something original that no one else has. There's no job too big or too small for Klein. He specializes in all types of diamonds. That's loose diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond pendants, diamond earrings, any shape, any size. Don't go to the mall and get that overpriced jewelry. Go to Klein's where it's family owned and operated since 1969. Mark, he cares about his customers, and that's why he gives you his personal number so you can call him and tell him what it is that you want. 832-316-1388. That's Mark's personal phone number, and he wants you to... Call him. Let him know what it is you're looking for. If it's a birthday, if it's a if it's a wedding gift, whatever it is, call Klein. You can find him at the corner of Westheimer and Fountainview, 5668 Westheimer Road, and ask Klein what it is that you are looking for exactly, and he'll make it happen. The number again, 832-316-1388, and tell him uh, Moneyline sent you. All right, so Jerry, we were talking a little bit about uh, fantasy cash and fantasy trash from week one. Um, I gave one of my fantasy trashes. Who did who did you have as fantasy trash for week one? Mine's real simple, and 
I'm tired of this guy. He, he's about to be on my dead list, and he, he goes by the name of uh, Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was he doing in that game, in a game that, okay, I understand that the Rams' defense is tough, and the, specifically in the pass defense, but one reception for nine yards on three targets? What was up with that? It's funny that you asked that, and he's a guy that he's about to be dead to me too. And he's so talented. He put on some weight in this off offseason. I think him being a little light was a problem for him getting off the jam, especially in that tough division, you know, how good the corners are in that division. So he put on some weight, a lot of muscle this offseason, and the reports were great. So we were kind of like, yeah, maybe we'll buy in on him. But I will say this. I will caution this about Amari Cooper. I kind of like him as a bounce back this week, and here's why. I was listening to Greg Cosell the other day, and he was breaking down the tape, and he said what he noticed was Amari Cooper was constantly beating the corners last week and getting open, and he just wasn't getting the ball. Like, Carr wasn't throwing at him. So on the positive side, and Gruden came out and said that this week, that, hey, Amari Cooper was getting open. We need to get him the football. They're going to try and do that this week. So look for that to happen. But the other thing, here's the negative. So you used to have to worry about Amari Cooper letting you down, right? Now you might have to worry about Derek Carr, too, just not being a very good quarterback and not getting the ball to Amari Cooper when he's open. So I'm with you, Jerry. If he if he does something like that again this week, I'm done with him until he shows me something. You know, that, that that's it. So this is his last chance. And to transition to one more fantasy trash, Derek Henry of the Tennessee Titans, we thought he was going to be really big last week and – you know, it's kind of funny because that game was, what, like seven hours long because of that crazy, the two weather delays and the, the Dolphins-Titans game. So that kind of messed things up, too. We saw Deion Lewis was kind of more of the guy. The one thing I will say about Henry is he had a, like a 60-yard touchdown called back on like a phantom holding penalty. So he would have come through for you last week. But I, I think the thing to to remember with Henry is he's a volume runner. You remember last year when he wouldn't do much the whole game, and then in the fourth quarter he'd pop off a 60-yard touchdown run and he'd come through for you. So we need to remember with Derrick Henry is he's got to get volume to come through. And if Deion Lewis is playing a lot, he's not going to get that volume, and he's probably not going to come through. So keep that in mind with Derrick Henry. You can't be too excited about that, and you can't be that excited about him today. And let's go ahead and talk about the Texans. He's playing our Houston Texans. Man, our our defense is really good. Now, I don't think Clowney's going to play today, so that might make things a little tricky. But Derrick Henry's a sit against the Texans for me today. What do you think, Jerry? Well, as far as Henry, he had eight touches before Deion Lewis even entered that game. But then Lewis outplayed him with the 110 yards and the touchdown on 21 touches. He ended up playing 71% of the playing time. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, so Derrick Henry had... 31 scoreless yards on 11 touches, and it just goes to show you that maybe Deion Lewis is more primed to be in there because he he is liable in that pass-catching game, you know what I mean? And that's where I don't know if Derrick Henry can exactly contribute that much. No, and let's remember the old regime in Tennessee picked Derrick Henry. The new regime with Mike Vrabel went out and gave Deion Lewis a huge contract. So that's something to keep in mind, too. And when you think of Deion Lewis, let's not just – put him just to a, a catch him back uh, because that's not exactly what he is. Last year, just the Patriots, finally he was healthy for a whole year, and they gave him three times as amount as carries as he's had in his whole career. So it's trending upwards for his uh, workloads. No doubt about it. So 
probably going to like Lewis today against the Texans. Uh, I think he's going to catch a lot of passes. We saw what James White did to the Texans last week. And, hey, that's one we got right. We told you guys to start James White last week, and he came through. Um, that's kind of something the Texans have trouble with, right, or, or running backs out of the backfield. Yeah, they gave up, I think it was six receptions, 49 uh, yards, and a touchdown. But as far as the run defense, they did well on 27 carries. They allowed under four yards per carry. So I think that part of it is is good. It's just as far as getting these backs out um, once they pass catch and getting out in the open. No doubt. And the other thing to keep in mind is the Titans, they have some serious injuries on their offensive line today. They're playing a lot of backups. So that's something that, you know, I think they might have trouble running the ball a little bit more than usual. So Henry's probably a guy you want to get away from this week. Yeah, and as far as on the Texans side, target-wise, we saw Hopkins get 11, Ellington 8, and that's that's such a good sign. But now that you get Will Fuller back, what does that do to Ellington? Man, you, you got to downgrade him a little bit. It seems like Watson's very comfortable throwing the ball to Fuller. And I, I wish I could remember who said this the other day because I'd like to give him credit, but it made sense when he said it. It almost feels like Watson treats Fuller as like a check down, but he's a, a bomb it down the field check down. You know what I mean? Instead of dumping it off, he's a guy at, at the last second when nothing else is there, he'll just fire it way down the field to Fuller and hope that he beats that single guy down the field. So it's going to be big having Fuller back this week. And Ellington, I think, you know, you can't really use him now. And whenever you think about the Titans secondary, then obviously Malcolm Butler comes to mind, right? But is he just more of a household name rather than his skill? Because Kenny Stills torched them last week, torched them four for 106 and two touchdowns. That is killer. And is Malcolm Butler the same guy that we fear? I mean, he didn't even get played in the Super Bowl. Something's going on there. (laughs) And then let's look at what Hopkins does uh, uh, historically against the Titans. 8 for 80, 10 for 107, 7 for 123, 7 for 117, 9 for 238 and two touchdowns. He has big games in these, and and I love Hopkins today. You should. I like Fuller today. I love Hopkins today. I'd actually consider paying Hopkins' price tag on on daily just because I think you're right, Jerry. I think he's going to have a big game. I think Watson's going to have a big game because of that too. I think – I think they maybe learned some things from watching the tape and how he can improve. And, you know, he remember when Watson played Cincinnati last year, it wasn't great. I mean, he had that long run to win the game at the end, but he wasn't great. It was, you know, the next week when he actually threw the ball a little better. So I'm hoping we see that again this year to where, you know, he wasn't great against the Patriots, a little rusty in week one. Hopefully he comes out and just rips it against the Titans today. And for DFS purposes, you know, it's uh, what have you done for me lately, league? And coming into the season, everybody was on Watson. Now he had a subpar game, and now he's going to be projected a six percent ownership on D- in the DFS world. So he's probably about the seventh most quarterback that's going to have ownership. And then you look down at DeAndre Hopkins, and he's projected to be about eleven percent. That's behind Brown, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, even Dante Pettis, Keenan uh, Allen, and Nuyua. So. That just goes to show you the overreaction from the DFS world also and people saying, man, let me gravitate towards, let's say, Antonio Brown with the with the highest uh, total of the week. I'm sorry, didn't uh, Watson drop 55 last year on the Titans? Okay. Thank you, thank you. 
Yeah, they he did. He had a fantastic game. That game was like over in the first quarter. It was just one of those type of games. So hopefully he can do that. He's he's going to be on the road this time. So you know that maybe that makes it a little more difficult. But the other guy I'd like to talk about is Lamar Miller, and he was the guy that we pushed last week, and he came through for it. He didn't have a huge game, but yeah, there's the cash right there. And you know I, I write an article every week for Sports Map. Jerry writes for Sports Map as well. And this week, uh, every week, it's an under the radar play, and that's my article. I try and give you guys flex plays. I, I avoid the studs because you know you're going to start them every week. So I went with that, and, I, and Lamar Miller is one of the guys I put in there. And for me, a win is if he gets 100 total yards and or a touchdown. You, you can live with that, and that's what Miller did last week. And he really would have come through if Alfred Blue wouldn't have snaked that touchdown. I mean that was killer and then Hopkins too was tackled like right there on the one that would have been Hopkins's touchdown but in, instead it went to blue so man you hate that don't you the <laughs> the guys that come in and steal your touchdowns that nobody is starting now you do hate that but a positive here is that Miller handled four red zone carries to blues one so that's the positive here he did get vultured and that's terrible but we're going if you start Miller you're going up against a defense that just allowed uh, 4.7 yards on and 109 uh, total yards for the game. And against who? Frank Gore? Frank Gore looked great against them. Frank Gore that's Frank Gore was the man last week. It wasn't Kenyon Drake. And if old school can do that, I'm curious to see what Lamar Miller said. And when you start Lamar Miller, you, you're not hoping to be the RB1 of the, of the week, the top guy. No. But you want him just to get his. And it looks like that'll be the case today. I think so, and I, th- I think you get him in there. And if you believe Watson's going to have a big game and Hopkins is going to have a big game, if you believe it's going to be similar to that Titans game where the Texans wiped him out last year, Lamar Miller's going to get his if that's how the game plays out. And I do believe that they're going to have a big game, and this is the Texans coming out party. I'm going to run over to my bookie and bet it as soon as we get to break here because the line's going to move. I've t- spoken with you all about line movement. Now everyone is saying that uh, they, they announced another uh, offensive uh, lineman out for the Titans, so the line is now creeping into the four-point range. If you would have caught it earlier this week on my bookie, it would have been around that one-point uh, range. So just remember who you're betting on, Josh, is just as important as who you're betting with. My bookie AG is the online destination to get in on any action on any game. Safe, reliable. They've been in business for years, and that's why I recommend them. I honestly I tell people, hey, that's where I play because I'm worried about getting paid. I've been with many places that – it's a hassle getting paid, and that's not what you want to be worried about. They offer all types of betting in-game, live, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys, all of us, you can even bet the over-under on exactly how many fantasy points one of these guys will have. If you think DeAndre Hopkins is going off, like we said, run over there right now. Actually, run to your computer and mobile phone right now and go to mybookie.ag and get your account started right now. They'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar. That's right. A dollar-for-dollar match on your deposit. Deposit 100, they're going to give you another buck. So use promo code RADIO to activate this offer. Go to mybookie.ag today. That's mybookie.ag. And don't forget to use the promo code RADIO when you create your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie.ag. Switch states. Switch down fire plates. Switch. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. No, we can't play. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Right. 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 
is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Klein's Jewelry. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. At Moneyline 97.5, if you want to tweet the show or if you want to call us anytime, 713-780-ESPN. Right now, we have some uh, breaking news. Breaking news. News flash. All right, what's up, Jerry? What's up, Josh? So we've had a lot of news coming across the line these past uh, few minutes. Uh, from the Patriots, we got Sony Michelle. Rex Burkhead, both those guys are going to be active. Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins, as expected. Both of those guys are going to be active. And then out of Green Bay, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, both of those guys are going to be playing. Um, one questionable issue, looking at Jacksonville, Leonard Fournette, it doesn't look like he's going to be playing. It's going to be a game-time decision, and we're going to have that news for you the minute it breaks in terms of whether he's officially going to be active or inactive. But right now, it looks like TJ Yeldon someone you definitely want to be looking at if, if you've got him on your roster because he looks like he's going to be getting the majority of the carries. So we're going to have the rest of this news for you as it comes out in terms of actives and inactives, but that's all i got for you guys right now. Have you heard anything about as far as Marquise Goodwin, uh, Andrew? Uh, Marquise Goodwin is out. He's been out for the past couple of days. He hasn't practiced at all this week with that deep thigh bruise, so don't expect to see him. Dante Pettis is a name you want to look at with him being out. So if you've got him, expect to see much more volume for him this week. And that is our fantasy injury expert. You can find his work at Hyped Up Andrew. I appreciate that. He'll be tuning in or poking his head in and out of the show up to kickoff, giving us um, the latest in inactives. No doubt. We still got about 30 minutes until the official inactives come out. So it's just kind of slowly leaking out right now. And back to his TJ Yeldon. Uh, comment. I agree with him. You you want to get him in your lineup. The Patriots and Jags don't kick off till three twenty five today. So you you know you're not going to know for sure unless they come out and and declare it way ahead of time. You're not going to know for sure about Leonard Fournette. So you need to have a backup plan in that late slate of games, or maybe on Sunday night football or Monday night football, somebody that you can plug in if Fournette doesn't go. But I would just like Andrew said, I would just kind of treat it like Fournette's not going to play. If I was the Jags, it makes no sense. You don't want him dealing with that hamstring injury all season long. And I believe they were three and zero without Fournette last year. So it's not the end of the world if he. Has has to miss against the Patriots. So definitely get Yeldon into your lineups. He was pretty good last week, so I'd give him a shot again. Yeah, he was great, and many didn't know if he would be able to handle all that workload, but he played 62% of the snaps, 17 touches over the other the third-string Corey Grant, which only played 10% of the snaps. Now, you look at who he's going up against, and it's a team that surrenders a generous 25 carries for 134 yards a game. That's over five yards a carry and a touchdown to the position. So I, I love the outlook on T.J. Yeldon. Yeah, and like nothing changes for the Jags as far as game script, right? They're just no. going to keep pounding the ball, do a little play action. Bortles will run a little bit. That's just who they are. So whether they have Fournette or not, Fournette's just a better version of that running game, but th- their game plan is still going to be the same. So he's somebody that you can definitely give a shot this week. And I'm hearing it's going to be like 95 degrees and really humid uh, for that game in Jacksonville today. So Brady's never played uh, in Jacksonville in temperatures that hot. And if it's raining and humid, like that could just be really messy. So that means the running game could come through for you. If you have any start, sit them questions, 
anything as far as DFS, this next segment, we will have our guy Josh ADHD from Fantasy Insiders and Roto Grinders answering all types of questions you might have. So get them ready. Give us a call this next segment, and uh, he'll be sure to knock them all out for you. Guys, you definitely want to do that. Make sure you get in. Josh knows his stuff. We would not have him on the show if we didn't think that was the case. So if you've got a really important lineup decision this week, give us a call. It'll be next segment. He'll be joining us. So for this segment, we're going to kind of look at some of the games uh, on the 12 o'clock slate. And I want to start with Chief Steelers. And we're going to try and move kind of quickly just so we get to everything. So obviously with the Steelers side, most people love Big Ben this week. They think it's a great matchup. I see a lot of people making him you know, a top five, top three play this week. So it looks like he's okay from that elbow injury. Big Ben at home. You know how Big Ben is at home. He's incredible at home. So I think you want to definitely start him. You're always starting Antonio Brown. You got to start Juju every week now until he proves to you otherwise. Um, Of course, you're going to start Connor again. You know, you start him until Bell comes back every week, in my opinion. Um, let me flip to the other side of the ball. You're definitely going to you're gonna go with Tyree Kill. He was incredible last week. Um, and, you know, you give Kareem Hunt a shot because you take him that early. You're going to start him. Kelsey, you start him every week. Uh, Mahomes, I don't know if I trust him quite yet going to Pittsburgh. So that's kind of where I am with, with those guys this week. Jerry, your thoughts on Pittsburgh, Kansas City. We know what Brown's going to be, 16 targets in that first game, but Juju's was surprised having eight, and he played 39, he ran 39 routes out of the slot, which led the uh, NFL last week. This week, he encounters against Kendall Fuller, who PFF gave the absolute worst grade at defending. So now you have Juju, which is a speedster against a defensive backfield that's missing many many names and now you get a total of 53 and a half points this screams screams for fantasy goodness i agree i think this one could be a one of the great fantasy games for the week uh, is there any any gambling play that you have for the people on this game or is this one you're going to stay away from i as far as gambling play i might stay away because it seems fishy you look at it everyone's high on the chiefs but then why is they why are they getting so many points? This is a game where the Steelers beef up, I believe. This is the these are the games where the Steelers show you why they're the the Steelers coming off that bad loss uh, or the tie. I guess we'll call it a loss when you tie against the Browns, but coming off <laughs> coming off that performance, you know that they have to they have to shine in this one and when Vegas is just giving you uh, uh more than 3 points, they now you're touching 5, 5 and a half, maybe even 6, then that just screams that the line's kind of fishy. So uh, as far as the line itself, I'm staying away. My prime performer in this game though is somebody that people are going to shy away from for, because of last week and that's Cream Hunt. Um I mean, he he was the the, the rushing leader last year, and yeah. all of a sudden, just because the game script in game one didn't exactly favor him all the way for him to blow up the scoreboard, now all of a sudden people are going to go away from him. People are going to be targeting uh, – most people that go to this game in DFS are going to go Mahomes-Hill, right? So then yep. if they have Mahomes-Hill, they're going to be reluctant to throw in Hunt because then that will give him three players off the same team, meaning Hunt, his his ownership will be low. No, I'm totally with you on that. So I, Hunt's a guy, man, you took him early, you're starting him, but Jerry makes a good point for DFS. He's probably not going to be owned a lot so that you might some, find some value if you're in a really big tournament and a lot of people aren't using Hunt and he has a big game. So that's something to keep in mind. Let's keep it moving here. Let's go on to Dolphins at the Jets. 
uh, <laughs> not exactly a, a fantasy windfall, in my opinion. It's it's not the best. I, I mean, you took Kenyon Drake early, so you're you're probably using him. I, I also really like uh, Stills this week. What do you think of Stills this week, Jerry? Well, we've been sp- talking about the guy all off season long, right? We knew that he was going to be that guy in that offense because they lack a true number one. Last week, people shied away from him, like I talked about earlier, because Malcolm Butler, and he torched it. Stills is going to be a household name, and I'm all on the Stills bandwagon. Me too. I started him in DraftKings. He really came through for me last week. So we did have that one for the people last week. We were on Kenny Stills. We like him again. Is there anybody on the Jets that you're interested in this week? Robbie Anderson. There you go. And the one big ball that he caught was the touchdown. But who I really like hearing, someone that's going to become a big, big name in the fantasy world is Quincy Nguyen. And you saw that um, on the game on uh, Monday night with him getting the majority of the targets, the catches. That's who Sam Darnold trusts. And when a quarterback is early in his career and he he gets that 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 trust in, in a certain guy, then that's the guy that you can bank on being his dude. And I see Nguyen being the him. Okay. Uh, from a gambling perspective, it looks like Jets minus three is the number I'm seeing. If you want to bet this game, go to my bookie. Any thoughts on it? Uh, the minus three there, Jerry. No, and at that point when they're throwing that minus three and once you throw in the home field advantage as far as points, that means Vegas doesn't really know either. They're just throwing the number out there and you're flipping a coin. So stay away from that. There's much, much better spots this week. Okay. And for me... I- I don't know. I think there might be some value in some of these really cheap quarterbacks in, in daily in this game. So I even fired up Tannehill in one of my DraftKings just because he was so cheap. So, you know, I'm not telling everybody to go do that, but that's usually my strategy. I get to, I like to get the really cheap quarterbacks and then load up on studs at other positions. All right, moving along, let's get to our next slate of games, and that is going to be Eagles at Bucks. And so we'll quickly get to this one before we go to break. Eagles at Bucks. And uh, I took Eagles minus three as a gambling play this week. I I don't know. I just I think Fitz Magic his magic might be gone after week one. Um, so we'll just hit the gambling portion first, and then we'll get to the fantasy guys. What do you think about that number, Jerry? I think the number is right on. Also, as far as where it's gotten now, now the overreaction that we get from when one team at, uh, plays superior, the Bucks. Now they come home. Now are they that much better? than they were last week, or did they just overperform against a Saints team that looked like they were still sleepwalking? That, that's the thing, right? And then quickly for fantasy, I think you're starting J.H.I.E. this week, and maybe Aguilar in a PPR. He'll get you 10 catches for 27 yards, uh, but that counts. And then the Bucks. I mean, it looks like Deshaun Jackson's going to play. Uh, he worries me a little bit. He's a little boomer bust for me, but I, I think you're starting Mike Evans. Uh, you thinking Fitzpatrick at all in tournament play this week or no, Jerry? No, because as far as tournament play, I think every, uh, the, the everybody's going to flock there again. Not everyone, but uh, the people that are they're struggling to get a value, they're going to say, hey, why, why can't he do it twice? And once the uh, ownership level goes up on him, then the value is gone. Okay, well, we're up against a break. We're going to have Josh ADHD on with us at Fantasy ADHD. He's going to get all your fantasy questions. We're going to talk daily. We're going to hit everything. So we'll be right back. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. 
Hands in the air, so party over here. Shaking for the man of the year. Oh, met man of the year, met man of the bounce. Where I see girls everywhere. Hands, hands, hands in the air, so party over here. Shaking for the man of the year. Met man of the year, met man of the bounce. Where I see girls everywhere. This is Money Line on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Klein's Jewelry. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Money Line 713-780-ESPN. The song suits this segment perfect. The man of the year. The man of the moment. I personally think this is my favorite segment of the show. I'm a big fan of this guy. You can find his work at Fantasy ADHD on Twitter. All his work also on Roto Grinders and the Fantasy Insiders. What's up, Josh? Hey, what's going on? Josh, are you with us? We're having a little bit of technical difficulties. We'll get back to him in a second. I guess let's keep going through these games. All right, let's do that. Uh all right, where we leave off, leave off here. All right, so we got through the Eagles and the Bucks. Let's go to the Browns and the Saints. So, boy, the Josh Gordon thing, we haven't even talked about that yet today. Looks like he's going to be released. That is the report from the Cleveland Browns. So Gordon's going to be gone. So you're going to fire up Jarvis Landry this week, that's for sure. You're probably starting Carlos Hyde every week. You know, aside from that, maybe you're playing Tyrod Taylor in a in a tournament, but you know, for the most part, you're staying away from him. On the Saints side of the ball, you're starting basically all the usual guys. Jerry, is there anything that's you know really jumps out in this matchup to you? No, as far as fantasy goodness, everything in this matchup screams points, and I'll be all over it. The over has gone in five in five of the last six games the over has hit in New Orleans home games so there's going to be points we saw that last week and if that can continue over i see kind of the same thing going now that we think about it with Tyra Taylor as how we did with Fitzpatrick if one team can score then that means that Taylor is going to have his opportunities that's a really good point so that's something to to keep in mind i'm told that we have Josh now and we can run that by him as well so we'll throw it out to Josh are you with us I'm here, man. How are you guys doing? Uh, we are doing fantastic. We're so glad you could be back with us this week. We were just talking about Tyrod Taylor, and Jerry made the point that typically when you see a guy like Drew Brees and you know that it's likely he's going to have a big game, that very often the quarterback on the other team is likely to have a big game. So what do you think about this Saints-Browns game and Brees and Tyrod Taylor this week? You know, I'm, I'm really interested in it. The last time that Sean Payton went up against Greg Williams. He dropped 49 points on him. It was just relentless barrage of offense. And I don't see that why that's going to change. The narrative is that, you know, Payton hates Greg Williams. And he should because, you know, he got him a suspension from coaching for a full season. So, you know, there's a lot of animosity there. I think that Payton's going to try to drop every single point he can on Cleveland. As such, Cleveland's going to have opportunity to score points themselves. I really like the idea of playing Tyrod Taylor this week. And I also like putting Jarvis Landry with him. You know, with the Josh Gordon news coming last night, it makes a lot of sense that Landry's going to be the target hog in that offense. I don't see any reason why, why Landry won't see in the neighborhood of 16 to 20 targets today if the game script follows what we're talking about. Wow. Okay, so that's definitely something to keep an eye on. And I kind of had a, a strategy question for you, Josh, when you're, you're making these daily lineups. I heard something on the other day, and it kind of made sense to me. A lot of these guys – 
Maybe they go chalk with a lot of their daily plays for only maybe about 60, 70% of their lineup. But then that other percentage is where they kind of find uh, the guys that aren't the, you know, the first guys you would think of to start where you find those diamonds in the rough. Is that somewhat how you put your lineups together or do you do it a little differently? I do it a little bit differently. I'm not quite so heavy on the chalk. That's just my personality. I, I don't like following the crowd in anything that I do personally, but I, I think that's a good idea because if you if you predict a game script to go one way and you're going to play the chalk that way, it makes some sense to build a portion of your lineup portfolio the exact opposite because we see that happen time and time again in the NFL where the game goes the exact opposite way of the, th- the way that we think it's going to go all week. So I, I think that makes a lot of sense to do that. It's a good strategy. I do it myself whenever I can. Okay, we have a, a couple questions for you, Josh, if we're going we're gonna to throw to the phones, if that's okay. We've got, yeah, let's go. All right, we've got Jason on line three. What you got for us, Jason? Morning, gentlemen. Love the show. Thanks for the advice, Josh. I'm in a full-point PPR league, and I'm looking at his last spot on the roster. Philip Lindsay or Keelan Cole? I would probably go with Keelan Cole today. Uh, you know that the New England Jacksonville game is really interesting in that it could go two ways. It could go really low scoring, kind of grinded out game, or it could just blow the doors off and both teams get in the upper twenties. I tend to think the offense is going to be pretty good in this game. I like Keelan Cole a lot more than Philip Lindsay. To me, Lindsay is in a lot more precarious situation. Uh, he got a lot of touches last week, but they also had game script in their favor almost all week last week. They should do it again this week, but I think Freeman's probably going to carve out more of a role today. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, good luck. All right, we have a question from the Twit uh, from our Twitter. Who should I start as my wide receiver two, Cooks or uh, Demarius Thomas? I would definitely go with Demarius Thomas today. You know, he faces a pretty soft Oakland secondary. We saw that last week, and I think Thomas is going to get a lot of opportunity today that maybe he didn't get to capitalize on last week. He had plenty of targets last week. I think he had ten targets compared to Emmanuel Sanders' eleven. So uh, Thomas is in a great situation today. I don't have any problem playing him anywhere. Interesting. Is there any any quarterbacks that you're really on this week that you found good value with, somebody that you're trying to put in all your lineups? Yeah, probably on Jimmy Garoppolo. I think, at least as far as dailies are concerned, he's one of the cheapest, most viable quarterbacks you're going to get. I'm not necessarily pairing him with anybody <laughs> offense today. I kind of like him playing him naked, as we say, uh, in the industry. So I, I like Garoppolo a lot. I do like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's a little bit cheaper. I think he's going to have a great opportunity with a lot of offense today at playing there in the uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome. So I really like him. And I'm also looking at Patrick Mahomes. You know, we talked about Tyrod a minute ago and how if that game goes ballistic, Tyrod's going to have to score a lot of points. Mahomes is in the same situation. We know what Pittsburgh does on offense when they're at home, especially to open the season. Uh, and Kansas City's pass defense is so poor Everything just kind of coming up my home so far this week. Interesting. Jerry, do you have another one from the people? Yeah, we have actually another caller. Um, go ahead. You're on Moneyline. You're on Moneyline. Is it, is it for me, Dustin? Y- yeah. I love the show, guys. Uh, I got a full point PPR, and I got Jordan Howard in my flex and Seven Coleman on my bench. I think um, I don't have any problem playing Howard this week. Howard looked really good last week, and that run offense looked really, really good. I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity. Right. And, and typically you want to save your flex position for the guys that play the latest. So I think you have the right idea of trying to decide between Howard and between the other guy because he's playing a late game today as well. I like Howard. I don't have any issue using him. 
All right, there you go. Thanks for calling into Moneyline. All right, let's get a, th- that's interesting that you say you like to, to get your flex in the later games. Could you expand on, on why that is? Yeah, I typically do that because that's as we get information throughout the day, especially for late kicks, the more information you have, the better decision you can make at the end of the day. And that's the perfect thing for a flex position because you may decide to change from a wide receiver to a running back to a tight end. And if you lock that late game person into their particular positional slot, you can't use them in the flex. So it just it's the best option. It gives you the most flexibility on your lineup every week. I love it. I love it. I hope you are listening to that. Those are a, that's a crucial move to make and something to keep your eye on. Who are some uh, flyers? Some people. Let's 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 set the range at under five thousand. Three players under five thousand that you believe that should be rostered and could be on the uh, million a million maker final roster. Uh, Devin Bunches is number one. He's forty seven hundred on DraftKings. With Greg Olson out, he steps into a very very good target share. Uh, last year, when Greg Olson was out, Bunches went from averaging four and a half targets to a game to just over eight targets a game. So at forty seven hundred, eight targets is really hard to turn down, especially against a an Atlanta defense that's really really beat up right now. So I like him quite a bit. I like Randall Cobb this week. I think Randall Cobb's going to operate out of the slot primarily, like he did last week, and that means he's going to avoid really the teeth of the Minnesota defense. So if we feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to be good to go, I personally I think he will be. I think Randall Cobb at 4,600 is a really, really good play. And a lot of folks are going to be on Dante Pettis this week for San Francisco. He's $4,000. We have the news that Marquise Goodwin is not playing this week, and a lot of people are pivoting over to Pettis at 4000 I don't have any issue with that. I think that's a fine play. All right. Uh, we're going to go to line four with Louie. He's got a question for Josh. Hey, fellas. Um, I'm in a standard league. Um, I've got, I'm starting Deion Lewis and Melvin Gordon. And then for my flex, I'm thinking either Chris Thompson or TJ Yeldon. Um, any preference as to which one? Yeah, personally, I think I would rather play Thompson. I think his role is a little more secure this week. I don't mind the other player at all. I just like, I feel more comfortable playing. Hey, it's Holly. Sorry, Josh, go ahead. I think we had an issue with the phone there. You okay, said what? All right, we apologize to everybody. We've been having some issues with the phones all day, so it, it's just been a problem we've been fighting. So uh, anyway, we, I believe we got Josh back. He's, are you there, Josh? Yes, I'm here. We apologize for that. We've having a, a little bit of phone issues. So one last thing I wanted to get to. Whenever we uh, talk about winning these big tournament fields, usually we talk about fading the chalk. Last week was exactly that, right? They said when chalk strikes. How can we take advantage of that coming into this, to this week? Do you think the public kind of flocks towards these highly owned players again? I tend to not do that because I, I think we see more often than not that the chalk does not hit in the Millie Maker lineup. Last week, it, the interesting thing was the, the gentleman or the, the person that won the Millie Maker their screen name was Chalk, and they played the chalkiest <laughs> lineup you could possibly play. You know, it was, it was so chalky, it was Maylock. So, you know, this week, people are going to think they know more than they really know. I think they're going to overcorrect, probably in the direction of the chalk, and that's the perfect time to strike and play the contrarian take, play the contrarian lineup, and get off of that chalk just a little bit. 
Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us, Josh. You can follow him at Fantasy ADHD. He's going to be with us all year is what I'm being told, so we're very excited about that. And, Josh, we really appreciate you joining us, and we look forward to catching up with you next week. Yeah, good luck to you guys today. Win lots of money, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. All right, there you have it. Josh ADHD at Fantasy ADHD. We will be right back. We're up against a break. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5.